Are you ready, Christine? I think so. Are you ready, Ma? Oh, yes, I am. All right, let's go. Let's go to Texas. Oh, Texas. Okay. Texas. Um, we are doing <clears throat> her Aaron and Christine's pick, The House of 1000 Corpses. Took me out of my comfort zone this week. Me too. This was a gift to my teeny. Two young, two young couples traveling across the back roads of Texas, searching for legends of murder, which is why, of course, these two loved it, end up as prisoners on a bizarre, sadistic backwater with a bizarre uh, backwater family of serial killers. Yes. Those were my notes. The particulars? The pa particulars. Oh, as I... Excuse me. House of a Thousand Corpses. It was released April 11th, 2003. It was written and directed by Rob Zombie, who's an American singer, songwriter, songwriter filmmaker, and voice actor. He was in the heavy metal band, White Zombie. Um, before he was in White Zombie, he was a production assistant for Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, wow. Remember? Hmm. I used to watch that. Wow. Oh, my God. Zizzy Babaluba. Remember? Uh -huh. The man with the big head. That's what you would call me when I got on my swim lessons and I would have my, the, my hair in a towel. And mm -hmm. you would just be like, Zizzy. Okay. He also did The Devil's Rejects, the 2007 Halloween film, Lords of Salem, and Three from Hell. He was heavily influenced by the 70s films. He said that 70s films were made for the sake of films and not for the sake of money. The music is also by Rob Zombie and Scott Humphrey. He was a record producer and mix engineer. He plays the keyboards. He played the keyboards on Metallica's The Black Album. He co-produced Motley Crue's Generation Swine. And he was an engineer on NSYNC's No Strings Attached. Oh. The director of photography, there are two of them. There's Alex Pappas, who did uh, the TV shows Ghost Hunters International, Ghost Hunters, oh. un and Unprotected. He Then Tom Richmond, who shot I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker, mm -hmm. Straight to Hell, Stand and Deliver, Slums of Beverly Hills, and Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, to name a few. Edited by Catherine Himoff, who also did Mi Via Loca, the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and Joyful Noise. Oh. Robert K. Lambert, who Blue Chips, The Three King Three Kings, I Heart Huckabees, and three episodes of the television show Power. Sean K. Lambert, who also edited on Freaks and Geeks, The Larry Sanders Show, and Grounded for Life. The cast is Sid Haig, who started Captain Spaulding. We did him last week in Spider Baby. In mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He was also in The Devil's Rejects, Coffee, and Foxy Brown. Bill Mosley played Otis. He was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, and Army of Darkness, to name a few. Sherry Moon Zombie was the wife of Rob Zombie. She was Baby. She was also in The Devil's Rejects. Grindhouse, The Werewolf Women of the SS, and Lords of Salem. Karen Black, who I always confuse Karen Black with Karen Allen. 
Whenever oh. I see Karen Black, I'm expecting Who's to see Karen Allen. Karen Allen was in, wasn't she in like the old Spider or not Spider Man, Superman? No, that was Margot no. Kidder. Indiana Jones. Yeah, the first Indiana Jones. Yeah, she was in like she the first Indiana Jones. She showed up not too long ago in an old Law and Order episode that I watched. It's funny because their eyes are opposite. Yes. Like Karen Allen's eyes are way on the side of her head and Karen Black's eyes are right in the middle. Karen Black was uh, always um, an odd she always played oh, I love odd the characters. Oh, yeah. well, we, she was in Easy Rider. Yes. Five Easy Pieces, The Great Gatsby. And she was also in Alfred Hitchcock's last film, Family Plot, just to name a few, because Karen Black was in a ton of things. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. Um, Chris Hardwick, he played Jerry. He was in Terminator 3. He was in the 2009 Halloween 2. He was in Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, but he's probably best known as the host of such TV shows as Talking Dead and Talking Bad, the the shows that would come on after television shows, like those recap shows. Um, Aaron Daniels played Denise Willis. She was in One Hour Photo, Bling Ring, and A Single Man. Jennifer Jostin was in The Brothers McMullen and Omega Cop. Rain Wilson was Bill. He's just Dwight Schrute from The Office. Yeah, he sure was. But yeah. he, he's been in a ton of stuff because he was mm-hmm. also in Galaxy Quest and Almost Famous. And are you guys watching Utopia? No, I have not started that. Oh, it's so good. And he's in there. Too. Oh, okay. I need to watch it then. Utopia. Oh, did you guys start watching The Undoing? No. On HBO? I only saw the first episode and it sucked me in. I'm in. It's a it's a murder mystery. Uh oh. So I need to give up my uh, new Spanish soap opera. Well, no, because it's on HBO, so it's one week, every oh. week. Oh, okay. But I mean, Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant, mm. the really good mm. child actor from uh, that Shia LaBeouf biopic movie. That kid's in it. He's fantastic. It's got okay. a it's got a lot of people and I'm like, "Oh, okay. Interesting." Um, Matthew McGorry, he was tiny. He was a really six, 7 foot 6 actor. He was a member of Howard Stern's Whack Pack. He was also in Bubble Boy, Big Fish, and The Devil's Rejects. Dennis Frimple, he was Grandpa Hugo. As soon as I saw Grandpa Hugo, I'm like, "I've that guy's been in like how do I know this guy?" And he was in the TV show MASH, Highway to Heaven, Knight Rider, Quantum Leap, and ER, just to name a few. And so that's why his face was instantly recognized. Because those are right. all shows I watched as a little kid. Right. Um, Harrison not Young. Not so much ER, people. Not as a little kid. ER? Oh, yeah, when I was, like, older. But yeah, Knight Rider, Highway to Heaven. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't know why we watched Highway to Heaven. Like growing up, there's some shows that I look back on. And I'm like, why did our family watch Highway to Heaven? How was like that on? Like the Landon. Oh, that makes sense because because it's not like we're, no. Yeah, we weren't big into those. Um, Harrison Young was Don Willis, the father of Denise, and I'm like, why do I know this man's face? He was the old Private Ryan. 
in Saving Private yes. Ryan. Yes, was. Yeah, he used the old man that broke our hearts when he went back. And he, and we're all just crying because he's crying, remembering how they saved him. And finally, American treasure, as we've previously established, Walton Goggins. Oh, love him. Showing up as Steve Nash. I first got to know Walton Goggins as Shane Vendrell on The Shield. He was... Mm deliciously oh. despicable in the shield and then he shows up in justified Django yep. Unchained and like all these movies he's playing just super racist guy but he plays him in a way where he's just devilishly good at it where you're like I think this guy's despicable but I do enjoy watching him and then he flips the script and he's in Vice Principals. He's also <laughs> so a, shows up as a, I believe he's a transgender person in Sons of Anarchy. A, a transgender female in Sons of Anarchy. He also it, created the series on AMC Rectify, which I didn't know. Ah. And he won an Academy Award in 2001 for producing the best live-action short film, The Accountant. I didn't know. Right now mm. he's in another um, very cheesy romantic comedy called Unicorn. Um, and it's only good because he's in it. It's real cheesy, but I love him so. He's just one of those guys that he, when he shows up, I'm in because I just like watching... Like, what's he going to do? Because yep. he, he just, he has I such I felt range. like I was going to be okay when he showed up. <laughs> you were going to be okay. I was just like, Walton Goggins, look Me at too. him. I was so happy. So those are the particulars. Okay, well, Christine. Oh, boy. Oh, her right. eyes got big. So... <laughs> I must confess, we had some drinks around the fire before we watched this. And my notes um, might reflect that. It's scoobily scoobily doobily da. I was eating dinner the first 15 minutes, so I didn't write anything down. <laughs> it's not an but easy I, job, folks. So we, we're just going to go with it. All right. Let's jump in. I'm pretty sure we start at a gas station mm -hmm. or something to that effect. It is 1977. Um, yes. It oh, is. that's what I was wondering because it was done in 2003, but it definitely had a 70s vibe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's set in the 70s. Um, and there's a man walks in. They're basically, these guys are going to try to rob this gas station. And I think one of them's wearing a monkey mask. Yes. Maybe, yeah, and one of them has another. Anyway, these guys are going to rob them. And this is the first time we see Captain Spaulding, yes. I believe, which is Sid Haig's character dressed as a clown. Um, and basically, they're like, you don't fuck with him. So these guys try to rob them. They murder, they, uh, Sid Haig and the other, like some other guy 
murder them and it's just like kind of no big deal and that's the first time we see it's like no big deal for them to murder them uh and then that's that it's a longer scene i didn't take notes so just go watch the first it's perfect yeah know more about that i mean it's 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 not just a gas station it's one of those um roadside attractions slash gas station slash apparently pretty decent fried chicken as well Yes, slash, they um, existed a lot in the 70s, and I f- feel like those are kind of going away Yes, these yes. days, but... I don't know, maybe because there's been so many movies of people getting murdered by visiting such establishments that people were like, maybe I'm not going to visit such establishments. Yeah. And may I add, I wasn't sure it was fried chicken they were eating oh mm. that is a very interesting point mm. after watching um spider baby with the cat yeah oh. um also with google maps i mean you used to just have to be if you were driving you would have to be like oh look gas station down the road like and then you would stop and they would have these attractions and now right. with google maps you just have everything on your phone you you know that you're going to stop here, there, whatever. That's true. Yeah. I mean, as someone who drove across... And uh, with so many highways, like... I don't... I drove across the country in 2003. That's why it was hilarious to me. Um, But we had map... So we did MapQuest. And we have the printout. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. We we printed (laughs) out... The printouts. Well, we had that's a, that's a long printout. It you was, need a binder for that. It was a long printout, and we had the big ass map, and so that's what mm-hmm. what we. I'm used. sure your poppy gave you the big ass map. Oh, we had so many maps. Oh like, my god! I remember getting a car, and my my dad got to give me a map. That's right. Well, before I moved out to California, when I did my co-op in '99 into 2000, my professor gave me what was the Thomas Guide. And in LA, everybody had the Thomas Guide. And it was a, a, a book that was about that thick. So what is that? Like two inches thick. Two inches. And it was one of those spiral things. And it was a map that would show you had the pullout of the Los Angeles area. And then you had the quadrants to, to get around. And everyone just had this Thomas Guide to get around Los Angeles. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. These kids today have no idea. I know. <laughs> Spoiled kids. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Captain Spaulding, he owns this gas station. And, like, uh, he has all these... It's, like, an, a roadside attraction. Um, it's... Yeah. And he has all this weird stuff in there. Ah, so then... Is, yeah. I, well, one of the things when they, like... Um, at first, when he's in the... Uh, when the guy comes to rob them, the other guy comes out behind the counter and he was like, Hey, I know you, you work down the street, whatever. So, and then they still kill him. So they're kind of like, it kind of just shows that these guys are like crazy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to a car and we see four, I don't know. They look like they're in their twenties or something. Um, mm-hmm. And it's Bill, Jerry, Bill and Jerry are driving. Um, and they're like talking about stopping off somewhere. Like, should we stop at this place? And they finally stop. And then they're like, oh, we got to get the girls out. They got to get gas. And then there's two girls in the back seats. They're girlfriends. What are their names? Denise. Denise and Mary. Yeah, Denise and Mary. So um, Bill's getting gas and Jerry goes inside. Um, the name of the place is 
the Museum of Monsters and Mad Men. Yeah. I, that's like at the gas station. So Jerry goes inside and he comes out and he's like, you guys got to come in here. You're going to love it. And it turns out that the four of them are on a road trip to visit all of these weird roadside attractions and they're going to write a book about it. They're basically doing what, if, if you watch Lovecraft Country, they're basically doing a green book, but instead of it being like, here are all the places that black people can stop when they're growing across the country, they're kind of doing it as from the upper, the dominant cast of, hey, do you guys want to look at all these crazy like back roads kind of attractions and stuff that you can go and stop by? Like the large, I know that, that there's some place like the largest ball of twine right. kind of thing yeah. and like the biggest cheese wheel and and so they're and exotic exotic joe joe exotic yeah so they're like they're but they're murderinos so they're going around trying to find the macabre and the weird and the noir to compile Mm -hmm. and jerry seemed into it more than any of the others yeah yeah i don't know i would have been into it (laughs) <laughs> so they're talking to Captain Spaulding and he's at first he's like, oh, so you think you're just going to come make fun of us all around here? And they're mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. Like, we really love it. We're going to like write about it, whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Well, you guys got to come on my murder ride, um, which is just like a really big guy pushing them in a cart <laughs> around <laughs> and they're going through um, and they have set up like uh, like a alfred fish character and then they have ed Gein, and they're talking about all these serial killers like real and they, yeah like real life serial serial killers and then they get to dr satan well i don't know what this says <laughs> my notes um but then murderer torturer and in turn oh okay they're like dr satan was a murderer and a torturer um he interned at the mental at this mental health center and they believed he could create a race of superheroes from the mentally ill and then his body went missing and until this day nobody's found him nobody knows where dr satan is but there was a tree that he was hanged from yes Mm -hmm. uh so then the Girls go call home. They're like, we got to go call our dad. So they kind of, you know, their dad knows where they are. They're like, their parents know they're on their sword trip. Um, But then on the news, you hear that there's missing cheerleaders. There's been four missing cheerleaders. Um, Guy asks for a map. Creepy missing photos. Oh, okay. They're looking for a map. And then you see like all these missing, like all these pictures of like missing like want missing posters of like missing people um but they seem oddly unconcerned about any of this yeah they're not Um, really taking into account like this seems like a a rather small sort of establishment i mean like sort of place where everybody sort of knows everybody so if there's a whole bunch of missing people that kind of seems odd because doesn't everybody know everybody but Nah, maybe that's yeah. just the city slicker in me. Yeah. So then they get back in the car. They're going to go. Oh, I think he tells them there's like a hotel down the road or something. Um, and then they see this girl on the side of the road. She had like long blonde 70s looking hair. She certainly did. And she's hitchhiking, which 
in the 70s. Good, good luck to you. You're probably going to die. Um, so they're like, we shouldn't pick her up. And then the guys are like, oh, come on. Like, we got to pick her up. She's just like a she's a pretty girl, like on the side of the road. Like, we got to help raining. her. And it was raining. Um, so they pick her up. And she's then all of a sudden, she's like, I just live a couple blocks down the road or miles. And then we see a guy in a wearing a bear suit. Yes. Shoot a gun and it shoots their tire out. And they don't see that, but we see that. So we know it's intentional. And then the girl, the, the hitchhiker, she's like, oh, it's totally fine. Like my brother has a tow truck. Like he'll fix your car. Um, flash to laughing hitchhiker. Okay. Uh, over the news, you hear the talk of missing cheerleaders again. Then it cuts to three girls. Okay. So throughout the movie, there's all these like crazy scenes that are like, kind of like a music video and it'll just flash over to this like weird scenes with this family torturing people and things like that. So we cut, I think three girls with their mouths tied up oh, with yeah. a scary and a scary man with long hair is yelling at them. Uh, we know that they're, don't we see their cheerleading uniforms? So we're just yeah. like, Oh, yes. those are the cheerleaders. But there were only you know, three of them. I yeah. thought. And, and they had said there were four or five bef- missing. So we don't know there's what happened. Four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's only three right now. I didn't do the math. I just knew the cheerleaders were missing and we saw them. It's not going to end well. Yes. So, yeah. So they get to the house. So they get to her, this girl. It's her family's house. And um, I wrote down a quote. I guess they're just like in her room or something. Um, and she's like, these are my dolls. I used to like chop their no, heads they're off. No, they're on the outside. They're, oh, they're on the outside of the That's house? the porch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She's like, these are my dolls. I used to like chop their heads off and their arms and like stick them up on the wall. And it's on the outside of the house, I guess. Yeah. All right. So then Ray and Wilson, Phil, he's inside and she runs up and like scares him and startles him. And he was like, you scared me. And she said, you ain't seen nothing yet. Mm, poor child. Um, so the other girls and the guy are back in the car. They turn on the headlights, and then all of a sudden, the guy in the bear costume is coming at them, and think they think he's the tow truck guy. Um, and Bill is back in the house with the girl with the long hair, whose name is Baby, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's and at first he he's like, "You live here alone?" And she's like, "No, there's a bunch of us around here somewhere." And then it cuts again, another one of those cutscenes to long the guy with the long hair, and now he's wearing the cheerleading outfit and torturing the girls with a knife. Um, and then she takes his glasses. Baby takes Bill's glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he can't see shit. And she's just acting like she's playing with them. Like, they're not stuck yet. They're not, like, captive yet. Right. They just think they're being helped out by these right. crazy people. They're just waiting for the their their car to get fixed and, yeah and baby is way more attractive than like i than bill's girlfriend and you know yeah. and so than any girl they've actually and she's flirting with him and the girls that they're with are kind of sticks in the mud 
Yeah, um, I don't know how that they like, especially Jerry's girlfriend Denise. I'm like, how? Why, how did this happen? How did these two I have get? No together? idea. Yeah. Um. Also, they're they're watching the House of Frankenstein. Oh, yes. TV. Yes. Uh. Okay. Now they. I wrote. They're all in the house. I don't know how that happened, but they're all in the house. And. One of them asked to use the phone. And then they, they just, the girl said, oh, we ain't got one. So they don't have a phone. Um, Which in the 70s is really odd. I mean, now a lot of people don't have a landline. But back then. But it's like nowadays somebody being like, I don't have the internet. Right? Wouldn't, isn't that? Yeah. Yeah. You know? We're just like, oh, man. But just- I doubt that they'd have any bars there anyway. I mean, bars, not not drinking bars, but <laughs> bars for their food. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about spitting bars, but here. Uh, <laughs> I see. I see. Gotcha. Gotcha. So then I believe mom comes in. Yes. Oh, yes, she does. Because I thought that she was the girl from American Pie. She's not. Adam told me. Oh, um, the, with the lips? Yeah. Oh, what's it? Coolidge? I think it's Jennifer Coolidge or something. Something like that. And she always has the lips. Is that, that isn't Karen Black? No, in the movie, but Christine thought that the woman, the actress who played in American Pie was Karen yeah. Black. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. And she says, baby, go and see how RJ's doing with those nice folks' automobile. So she, baby, goes and sees. She's like, leaves the group alone with the mom. And the mom's starting to ask the four of them. She says, what are y'all nice folks doing out here on Halloween? So now we learn it's actual Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to toe down. Hmm. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. My notes. Yeah. Thought we'd go to a hoedown or something. Somebody said something and she was like, y'all think you're too good for sinful pleasures of Halloween. Oh, I think Jerry made some sort of like wise crack about like, oh, I wish that we were going to see a hoedown. And, you know, yeah. because they're from like the city and stuff and they, yeah, they imply that they're from the north. Yeah, yeah. And so she's just offended. Like, oh, you think that that's all we are? Is like this country folk mm. and the that's what we do. You know, kind of that patronizing thing that people can do yeah so she says oh y'all just think you're too good for the simple pleasures of halloween and one of them says no just too old and she said well i hope something changes your mind and so then they find out they're like okay it's gonna be a few hours before your tire can be fixed because they gotta go and get another tire from somewhere else and so she says well tonight's halloween and to us it's a special night and so you're all invited to dinner Mm mm-hmm so, I mean, uh, once again, two weeks in a row and a house you would not want to eat dinner in. Mm-mm. No. But they were prepared for dinner. To have but guests. there is this, I would, if I'm putting myself in their shoes, I would think like, well, maybe we've stumbled upon this house and like maybe the food is freaking delicious. Maybe it's. I'm like, this, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Mm hmm. It's just and and also well, it just, is it is a once in a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, it turns out. Um, 
So they have a very nice dining room. Lots of candles on the table. Mm -hmm. A lot of candles. A lot of candles. Like a fire hazard. Yeah. Of candles. And did you I notice? Like 30. That they were, and I don't know if this was because of the production size, that it was just like, we need a bunch of candles for the look, or if it was something like to read more into, because I would think that those can there would be, the candles all look kind of relatively new. So I would kind of think mm -hmm. that there would have been more sort of dripping and stuff. So I did oh, pay yeah. attention of like, oh, these are kind of new candles. And I wondered if it was just a production, like, well, we just needed a bunch of candles or if oh, I just think it's for Halloween night. They went and got some, you know. Yeah. New candles. Or, or do they just keep them in store for when new yeah. people show? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, so they're all seated at the dinner table. And then a giant man, like a leather, oh. I wrote like a leather face man, walks in and sits at the head of the table. He's like a giant and he has like not his skin on the or it's just like he's got like a mask on yeah like yeah but like strips of leather or something. yeah that's what it looked like uh, uh, oh, and then very disturbing handmade kind of mask yeah and so the mom goes over to him and writes on a piece of paper get grandpa and the giant leaves and so then she starts to explain to the four of them that his name is Tiny. And she said, Tiny can't hear so much. Earl's his, it's his dad's fault. His name is Earl. He's not a bad man, but he went crazy and burned down the house. And Tiny was sleeping in the basement. Yeah. Um, he's shy, but he'll warm up to you, especially you girls. He's a real lady killer. Mm-hmm. Um, cut to the long-haired girl. Okay, so now I guess they they cut to a long hair girl. You're gonna see a good show tonight. Oh, okay. It's another one of those like music video shots, and she's with the cheerleaders, and she's like, "Y'all are all about Team Spirit. I thought you guys were all about Team Spirit, and they're still torturing." She's like, "Give me a B. Give me an A. Give me a B. Give me a Y. What does that spell, baby?" And then I just wrote, cheerleader is dead, back to dinner. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it pans over to the other cheerleader, and she's just straight up dead. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now they're at the dinner table, and they're like, all right, everyone put on your masks. Um, put it on. And they don't want to. And they have these masks, like, uh, if you went to, like, a mask party of, like a hundred years ago, like yeah. a Phantom of the Opera style mask or something. Mm -hmm. A masquerade mask. Yes, that's what it is. And she said, no one gets dessert until you're wearing this thing. Put it on. I would want to so know what the dessert is. Is it a homemade peach cobbler? Because then the mask is already on. Yes. Um, do I get an extra cocktail? Then I will wear two masks. Mask is on. <laughs> is it cherry pie? Uh, that could take her mm -hmm. leave. Cherry pie, depending mm -hmm. on what kind. But then I'm thinking, who has had that mask on before? Oh, now? I know. I did. I went mm, there. Yeah. Yeah. So then she says, Do you guys know anything about the legend of Dr. Satan? Uh, baby walks in and she said, I know all about, or no, 
They ask them, I guess. Because that was the reason that they that they went off and asked for the map because they wanted to find the tree where Dr. Satan was hanged. Uh, Ah, yes. Okay. So there, the the four of them are like, do you guys know anything about Dr. Satan? Uh, The legend of Dr. Satan. And then baby walks in and says, I know all about what you want to know about. And then mom loses her mind. Okay. Um, we heard, and then they're like, "Well, we heard from Doctor Spalding." And then, but I think the mom said, "That old bitch hog don't know shit." <laughs> <laughs> and then the clock chimes, and they say, "Dinner is over, ladies and gents. It's showtime." So then they're at like a variety show. There's an old man doing comedy, a comedy routine. Well, it's Grandpa. Isn't Grandpa doing this, like... Yeah, I guess it is Grandpa. Vaudeville stand-up routine? Yeah. I was just glad the mashed potatoes were out of his mouth at this point. (laughs) And then our next attraction... And then there's a pretty lady... Doing like an old timey movie actress bit. It's Baby doing like. A, oh, that a, is Baby. Okay. Betty, isn't that Betty Boop? Boop. Yes. Boop, doop. Okay. Yes. I wrote I Want to Be Loved by You. Boop, boop, ba-doo. Yeah. And she's like going around. She's down into the audience, which is just the family and the four of them, but like touching their faces and just like being flirty with the guys, but just in a way that you would see in one of the shows anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, these drag of the girlfriends, they kind of sucked. Yeah. And so she's touching uh, Jerry, I think. And so Jerry's girlfriend stands up and said, get off of him, you stupid whore. Yeah. And then baby says, I'll fucking cut your tits off, you slut. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then all of a sudden, they said somebody comes in and said, uh, "Car's done," <laughs> and they're like, "All right, we're leaving." Oh yeah, so they, you they get thought. In the car. <laughs> you thought. So they all get in the car. The girls slam on the windows. Okay. Oh, like babies, like trying to slam it on their windows, whatever. Uh, then they they like now they're starting to get scared. So then they have to stop and open the gate to get out of the place. Um, and then somebody jumps down and clubs. Well, they're driving I... down this road and there's these like people on crosses, like scarecrow kind of things that now you see and you're just like, Oh, that's if you go to a haunted hayride or something yeah. like that. But these are people who they've just stopped at a, a tour side attraction. And they're just like, all right, like everything is escalating. Like the weird yeah. is getting to a level where by the time they see these scarecrows lining the side of the road where they have to leave and get out of the gate, they're like, this, okay. Like we're into this shit, but th- it has now crossed the level where where this is beyond the pale. And then yeah. a figure comes off of the cross and uh, don't two of them come down? And I- <laughs> Yeah, I wrote man jumps down and clubs Dwight. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's Dwight Bill. <laughs> and the guy who gets out to help. Okay, yeah. So somebody jumps down, clubs Bill. And so then the other guy, Jerry, gets out to help. And then the girls are screaming in the air. And then Dr. Satan, well, 
what we think it's Dr. Say is somebody with long hair jumps on top of the car. Girl, hmm. Something. Oh, the guy with the bear head is there and he takes it off and his face is all disfigured. And he pulls one of the girls out of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and then baby's there breaking all the windows. The other girl's screaming and he's on top of the car, jumping up and down, the guy with the long hair. And it's just like all of them are basically attacking them and pulling them from the car. And now they're captive and it's been 40 minutes exactly. Wow. Oh, perfect. And this is on Netflix. So if, if you want to watch it, because after this, everything's going to just get spoiled. So this is your spoiler alert if we've hooked you for House of a Thousand Corpses. Perfect. Uh, yes. Well done. Okay. <clears throat> we are to our POC count, mm-hmm. which is people of color and the power of caste. So there is, I had one person of color. There is one person of color. He's a character. His name is the, the character in this. I had to do some digging because I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. His name was Louis Dover. And he is, uh, he's one of those, what are they called? Doomsdayers. And he basically is just saying how, um, like, this is hell. Like, wake up. This is hell. You are in hell. And he, and, and it's one of those inner cuts that Christine was talking about where it, it's done. We'll get into it, like, with the tasty nuggets and stuff. And he, it, I think he's, like, pointing at a gun because he's dr- talking directly to the audience, so breaking the fourth mm-hmm. wall, and it's just very kinetic and highly stylized, and he just has this quick rant about, like, this is hell. This is hell. And that's it. And that's all we ever see of him. Yeah. Just the, the one crazy black guy who's saying, like, this is hell. And I was looking on for analysis of why. Like, what, what is this? What does this mean? There's nothing because I thought it was just like a deeper meaning because I'm going into it. And I remember from that passage in Isabel Wilkerson's book about the woman who there was a contest in 19, the 1940s about what we should do about Hitler, about Hitler, like what should Hitler's punishment be? And the winner of the contest was a young black teenager and she simply put, what what did she say? Make him live the a life. Give him black skin and make him live in America. Yeah, for give the him, rest of his life. And that was his punishment. So that's what I thought of when he was like, "Oh, this is hell." Because to uh, if you're in the subordinate caste, depending on where you are living in the time period, yeah, that would be like this heaven, like Earth would be hell for some people so that's my power of caste and power of and people of color there was also a power of caste um that tini just talked about when uh karen black is saying oh you think we're just hicks and we just do you know mm-hmm. hay rides and mm-hmm. stuff so and and um sid Haig did it too saying you just want to come in here and laugh at what we have um, mm-hmm. and, and not respect it. So they were they were used to people coming in and just uh, making fun of them. But then also, that reminds me of the whole 
conceit of the movie and how a lot of these uh, horror movies, like slasher films, that the bad guys are hillbilly, hick, Mm -hmm. like rednecks. Mm -hmm. And so within cast, there's a cast system within the cast system. So just because somebody's in the dominant cast, there are casts within that cast. Oh, yeah. So it's very interesting how the villains of at least in this movie, it's the lower cast of the dominant cast mm-hmm. that, like, they are the evil of it. Yeah. They're, like, they think they're just, like, freaks. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. just looking down upon, like, uneducated, looking down upon it. Yeah. When I'm gonna say that these movies don't really help that stereotype. Yeah, it's no. it, yeah, it's yep. it does reinforce it, but it's interesting because if you are a member of the cast that this movie is depicting of that, there's always in your back pocket, well, I'm yeah, they're looking down on me, but I can look down. But at least Yeah, but at least I'm not I'm still white. Yeah, I'm not Louis yeah. Dover, you know. Yeah. And also I thought that it was I don't know if there's anything to it. Maybe I'm just reading into it. But that Louis Dover, I I thought that he was like pointing a gun at the audience, you know, at the camera and stuff when he's giving this rant. And I wondered for how many people was this the scariest scene of the film? A, a black man with a rant talking about how this is hell and the end is near pointing a gun at the audience. I was like, oh, that's that might be like the scariest point for some people and they might not even realize it. Okay, so we are to nerd alerts. Okay, nerd alert. So this film came out in 2003. Um, in 2000, January of 2003, I, along with my friend Evan, started our move to Los Angeles. So <laughs> I, that was very interesting because... The Space Shuttle Columbia, when it disintegrated upon re-entry over Texas, we saw that. And we didn't know what had happened. We were, oh. we were I don't remember, we were somewhere in the Southwest. So somewhere between Texas and it was before we got to the Grand Canyon. And Evan wanted to go to this giant country western like he wanted to get cowboy boots. I think he ended up getting like a Wrangler jeans and stuff. And I remember like looking up in the sky and seeing like this this weird trail and this like like what is that? And later on finding out that that the Columbia like that that disaster had happened and being like oh my gosh that's what it was wow and like always remembering because when you're traveling especially in that time you didn't have phones so there's like a lot of stuff that i didn't realize what had happened and also just being in your young 20s it's not like you're all up to date like kids nowadays you know you're just like if you hear something's happening you hear about it happening which goes into the second thing in march the iraq war began and it began with an invasion of iraq by us and allied and allies and that was because we had the like they had said that there were weapons of mass destruction that Iraq had, um, and then in September, like you find out that like that they didn't have anything. 
and it, nothing and even at the time i remember people being like like what what are we doing but you have to think about it is that that was 2003 and two very short years prior 9-11 had happened and i think there was a lot of like somebody's gotta pay for this like you know, just that, like, we want to yeah, fight. Like, we want to fight somebody. Like, somebody popped us in our mouth. We want to, like, somebody's got to get punched back. And this guy, like, we can do this. We did it before. Like, this would just be a sequel, and everybody loves a sequel. Um, It's going to be very interesting. Like, how are they going to teach that? Are they even going to teach that in schools about, like, what that war was even about? Because then that made me think about, like, how they teach about the Civil War and what that war was about. They'll change it to their narrative. It's just very interesting. Yep. And how easy it is to use fear to motivate people and make them buy into anything. Like, you got to be, oh, ah! Oh, oh my gosh, the, the radical crazy left is coming. Oh my gosh, yeah. guys. The Southern strategy. Yeah. The Human Genome Project was completed in 2003, and that 99% of the human genomes was sequenced to 99.9% accuracy. It was first planned in 1984, and in 1990, it was officially started. It was considered completed in 2003. It was the the world's largest collaborative biological project. And I am not smart enough to tell you about what all of that means, but it means that they mapped out the genomes, and they're, like, using it. They can figure out the proteins and what does what, and it was a very big deal, and it's... I think it's very beneficial and helping now with trying to discover a vaccine and stuff. So look into that if you want to. Um, The highest movies were Finding Nemo, Pirates of the Caribbean, Matrix Reloaded, and Lord of the Rings Return of the King. And then as far as my nerd alerts for the film, I noticed that... Rob Zombie used the dolly zoom, which is AKA like the Jaws shot and the Vertigo shot when Denise is in the tunnel, how it zoomed in and out and did that effect. And then there's a shot where he also used the split diopter lens. And that was also in the same kind of thing. And it's when she's in focus in the foreground and it's split. And then the, I don't know who, it was the bad guy that was like chasing her down the hall is also in focus and they used that shot. Remember when we did all the president's men? Mm-hmm. They used that with the lens. Um, and then this was something that this is just a nerd alert that I threw in because I found out about it last night. And last night was Halloween. Did you know? Okay. I know a lot of people hate this song, but I personally love it. The Monster Mash by Boris Pickett. Oh, I love it. And the Crypt Monster Kickers. Mash. I was I was jamming on that last night and I found out that Darlene Love does the background vocals in the Monster Mash. Oh my gosh. And if you don't know who Darlene Love is, check her out on Spotify because you do know the voice because she also sings the banger Christmas. 
that song, which is one of my favorite Christmas songs. Oh, yeah. And she was also like the voice of the Crystals with their, he's a rebel. Yeah. Oh, man. Darlene Love Mm -hmm. has one of the greatest voices of all time. Check her out on Spotify. Fantastic. Doesn't get the respect she is due. Doesn't at all. And you know what? Phil Spector did a lot of the producing, and yeah, he's a murderer and stuff. But if <laughs> if what? I'm but you know what? If I'm driving down a road, if I'm driving down a road named Lee Highway, and I gotta put up with Confederate monuments and memorials to traitors in this country then I'm going to listen to Darlene Love. Like, I'm allowed to. Until, like, we have a reckoning on how much memorials we want to have for traitors of the, in, that were in the Confederacy, I'm allowed to listen to Phil Spector jams. That's, that's my opinion on this. When, there you when we re- I will reevaluate it later, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, to not listen to Darlene Love. He didn't sing the song. No. No, so we don't need to cancel Darlene Love. Yeah, I'm just saying, Darlene Love, man. I was, I was so, I almost texted you guys. I'm like, no, save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. I have a nerd alert question. Mm-hmm. So, what's it called when when he would change from the film to like the negative? Oh, that's that's just. He, I mean, this is a very highly stylized film, so that that's like inner cutting. He did all of those things. Are called. Like inner cuts and stuff that he would do, and okay. I guess we could have like the the tasty nugget here because it could be a nerd alert. That stuff that that he shot, he shot it on a sixteen millimeter camera, and that was all shot stuff that was shot in his basement after like it had officially wrapped, of just extra oh, stuff okay. to put in. And... Well, I I like that. I like the um, the switching it up. Yeah, it's just, this whole movie is just. A lot, I read that a lot of people hated it, and it made no like he just did it to be, to be weird and creepy. Mm-hmm. I also read that he didn't like it. That I every time that. he watched it, he he said he saw all the problems with it, not what was good about it. And that's why you. This is his first film, and he just went for the fences on it, and that's what's gonna happen. Is you're just gonna see. Uh, I wish that I had done that, or I didn't know, or I was just thinking, yeah. it's just well, And it's one of those movies that, like, it has a cult following rather than people who like it because it's a good movie. It has a right. 20% on a twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. But Christy, I love it. Do you have any nerd alerts? Yeah, I think mine are all tasty nuggets. Okay. Yeah, you had said this is one of your favorite movies, yes? I mean, just like uh, as far as like horror. horror movies, like you know, and I like the Devil's Rejects is good. That's sequel. I'll not be watching. <laughs> I like you will if she I picks like, it. I this might be weird to say, but I like torture movies. <laughs> movies, please add movies to that, please. Oh God, okay, okay. We're gonna we're gonna skip ahead to uh, reheatables now, and I have two negatives. Mm-hmm. I have far more positives. Oh, I don't have any really negatives. 
it, it starts out with Sid Haig using the R word right away. And oh, yeah. so yeah. if it's set in 77, uh, that makes sense. But still, it's it's offensive. But that's the def- that kind of right there is the definition of battery heatable is that it's one of those things where even in 2003, that would have been fine. You know, well, that's true. That's the, true. But now in, in 2020, well, depending, I mean, you're allowed, you're able to use that word if you're talking clinically, clinically, or if you're talking about something that is um, slow to happen, but but not to describe a person and um, the, a diagnosis. Okay, my other negative reheatable, the cheerleaders that were missing, they showed their pictures. <laughs> Those were not high school cheerleaders. And why were they wearing their cheerleading outfits? They were just like out in their cheerleading well, outfits? Well, I will say, Texas. I was in Texas yeah. in 77. And it's all about high school football. Yeah. I mean, the whole town closes down on Friday night. You can't, you can't go for a blizzard at the, at the Dairy Queen, Dairy Queen, Queen. because everybody's at the football game. So if you, and it's true that Texas, um, um, cheerleading murder plot. I mean, it is cutthroat to get to be a cheerleader yeah in texas so if you get that yeah you wear that that get up all the time then it's got to be so itchy just on your skin and then it was like double knit polyester in my high school it was like i was just like how is it how is that comfortable it just doesn't it didn't matter because you were a cheerleader it's fun like yeah, the cheerleader. But when I was in high school, the cheerleaders didn't have that cachet of like, oh, really? Oh, you're a cheerleader. That, yeah, when I was in high school and when I was in Texas, that was definitely cast. If you were a cheerleader, you were the upper, upper cast. No, the upper cast in, well, it's interesting because my, my high school, when at the time that I went, was very diverse. So. Mm-hmm. The cheerleaders weren't the upper cast. The upper cast was more of like the field hockey, lacrosse, like those women, you know, and mm-hmm. like some mix over into the into the basketball. But that was just for that. And there was a whole other cast that had its own thing going. And it was like it was funny like senior year that was the one time where everybody kind of came together because it was like oh this is our senior year so it's been real but there wasn't there it was big enough where everybody had their own clique and nobody really ruled the school i'm sure oh, that wow. i'm sure that there's other people who would have varying opinions on that and not think so but there it was very click like there were cliques but it wasn't that rigid uh, like I don't know. I didn't experience a lot of like mean, mean girl behavior. Wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Which I always thought was interesting, like seeing the high school things, and I'm like, I could see how that was a thing, but like it wasn't. And I'm sure there were people who were in a, a different subcast who would be like, "What are you talking about? You have yeah. no idea." But I would be like, "But like some stuff, yeah." 
you kind of it's that line between like you have to be your own self but you also have to have a bit of self-awareness like there is some stuff that if you do some stuff like people are gonna put you in check and that that's kind of the interesting thing that i think is gonna be interesting as it comes as we go forward and evolve in the whole like what is bullying and stuff because there is some stuff that it's like look you can't do that and if you do that this is what's gonna happen and it's it's that weird like how that's gonna evolve in police because yeah you should be yourself but just know that like if you're a dick or something people are gonna call you out you know like if you want to marry a tree people aren't gonna just like let that fly you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Other negative reheatables? I guess mine would be that I didn't think of it until then, but when you we talk about perpetuating the, if you live in the country, like the country hicks and rednecks and freaks and all that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Less education, the hillbilly. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, mine, the dirty teeth, I think, which also ties yes. in, like, the, just, yes. just real. Karen Black's teeth were horrible. Yeah, too. I'm just, just, like, it's the 70s. I know that, like, at least somebody has said, like, baking soda. Everybody has baking soda. Just throw it on your teeth a bit. Um, I felt like they, but I felt like makeup people made the teeth look really bad. Oh, yeah. It was done on okay, purpose. Okay, so okay, of okay. like, oh, my gosh. Okay. But I'm I'm still like one of those people. All right. My next reheatable, negative reheatable. Um, I don't even know if this is a negative. You know what? I'm going to move this into the, my good reheatables. All right. My negative reheatable. Who besides, and I understand if you have, um... Oh, what, what's the word? Like, if you have reasons, like ethical reasons why you don't eat meat, you know, oh, yeah. like you're in your ethic. But other than that, if you don't have, like, taking that aside, like you bite into a piece of chicken, you just are like ethically, you're thinking about how the chicken was treated, all that, and so you don't like it. I, I understand that. Other than that, who doesn't like chicken? I've I, You don't see, like chicken? The textured thing. Like, oh, so even, even like a chicken breast, like a chicken cutlet? It's got to be very specifically made. Like, I try. Like, I bought chicken thighs this week to do a chicken thigh dish, but I hate chicken thighs. I hate them. Yeah. And last time we cooked with chicken thighs, I was like, you know what? I hate chicken thighs. So now I'm like, well, now I'm making them this week. Um, <laughs> and like, Chick-fil-A... I mean, obviously, we can't eat Chick-fil-A for other reasons, but the chicken sandwich, oh, my God. I just had too many where, like, you would bite into it, and there'd just be, like... You get a piece of gristle. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't like that, so I would just rather not eat it. I understand that. If we cook with meat nine times out of ten, it's going to be pork or ground beef or something like that. So I'm going over everything I've ever fed you. But I'm okay. I eat it. And like I grew up, my mom only made chicken. 
And every Christmas you have to eat chicken. I like that kind of, but yeah. like the thinly sliced chicken. And if it's like, I just don't like, I understand eating chicken and being like, this is disgusting. It's the surprise gristle when you're yes. not, it's that, it's that when like you're eating something that is a chicken breast and you have the white yeah. meat and then you get a, a, like, yeah. Okay. It ruins the whole thing it for does. me. And I hate the sliminess of thighs. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. So, interestingly enough, not a dark meat fan. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you ever hear the story, Christine, of when I first had dinner at Manzel's house? And we were having fried chicken. And his mother said to me, white or dark meat? And I did prefer dark. I mean, I, I did like it. So, I said dark meat. And she goes, I figured <laughs> But it's funny because when I go, I always like the, the chicken. So I always like the, it's, it's only been recently that I've been cooking for myself and had it explained to me from my friend who's a chef of the dark meat and what, like the purpose of the dark meat and, and because it, it's, um, cause it's fattier. Mm -hmm. So it, it's kind of, and if you do like pressure cooking or slow cooking, it does, I'm like, oh, I, I get it now. Like, I do understand that. I get it, and I like the idea of it, mm -hmm. but I don't like the feel in my mouth. Right. I get that. Yeah. I So, okay, I guess. But the thing is with, like, fried chicken, like, chicken on a bone, I am, because it's on the bone, so I know that there's going to be gristle, so I know how to avoid the gristle parts. I don't like chicken on a bone because I don't like the thought of getting a bone in my mouth. Oh, but, and like when I'm taking, if I get a roasted chicken to like, I'll like my mom will make, cause she's seen me how I eat chicken. So that, I guess that is like, I'm being a hypocrite now because when I take apart chicken, the amount of chicken I throw away would make my parents so angry. Cause I'd be oh, like, yeah. what oh my is God. That? My dad used to get so mad. At yeah. You know what I do love though is chicken skin. Oh, interesting. Yes. I was in a chicken skin. Especially on like Bojangles. If you get the Bojangles chickens and then the chicken skin, like, oh my God. I've never had yeah. Bojangles. Oh my God. Yeah, I've never had Bojangles either. What? Yeah, we don't have it where we're from. It, yeah, it, that's, that's, a, that's a Southern delicacy. But the thing with the, that I have found out that I really love is that now when I get the whole roasted chicken, I can be very particular about my meat and mm -hmm. then put everything into a pile and make an awesome chicken broth. Yes. And not feel like, oh, I didn't because I, it, it just all gets reduced down into this lovely chicken broth. And then I yeah. just like throw it away. And yet I get all of the flavor and into yes, it. Yes, I do love that. So. You know what I think of every time I'm I'm taking all of the all of the meat off of the chicken. Every time I think, you know, that little tiny bit on that bone, boy, somebody in the Holocaust would have loved to have had that little tiny bit. So I get really like minute bits of, I try to get every bit of meat off of there as I can. I don't wow. put the innards in there. I don't do the, the heart and the gizzards and the livers and that kind of stuff. But I do... Yeah, I mean, I that's why I'm like it's in a broth, and I've I've used it, but yeah, for my own self, I'm like, look, I don't want to get. I'm making this for myself, this chicken soup. I don't want to uh -huh. get. I'm gonna get that's very right. mad at myself if I 
there's some gristle in it because I yeah. I, I debone this myself. Um, and then personally, just for me, I know a lot of people, they whatever their opinions, but his John Wayne tattoo. I'm just like, mm, you know what? I'm not a fan of John Wayne. I, I understand why people are, whatever. It's my personal bad reheatable. But it was cool how he kind of made him talk on his forearm. Yeah, that was funny. So those are my names. Okay. So positive reheatables. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait and go last because I have one, two, three, four, five, six. Holy moly. I um, thought you'd be impressed. I will go first. Okay. Uh, I mean, my first and foremost, Halloween. Yeah. We mm-hmm. were sitting outside last night. I mean, I have my hot dog costume that I, this is my 12th year in a row wearing it. I love that you still have that. I didn't even um, see a picture this year. Oh, Aaron, are you didn't see, oh, you don't look on Instagram. Yeah. That's, that's what Oh, uh, you won't even get to hear the music with the video. Yeah, she was riding her bike in her hot, she was a hot dog riding I'm her bike. Now, but picture, when you watch this video, just listen to, imagine the theme song from Halloween. Is that the? No, it's the. the... Oh, do 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 do. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, I just sent it over. Um. Okay, and then we so you know, I did a little bit of riding my bike in my hot dog costume, and then we <laughs> sat out back and had a fire going and made cocktails, and everybody. It was kind of nice because everybody. Nobody could go to bars except for those 400 people that had a party in a warehouse in Williamsburg. But other than that, everyone was just in their backyards. And, like, the people behind us had, like, a small little gathering. Adam was making fun of it. He was like, oh, my God, that party sounds so lame. There's, like, barely anyone there. And I was like, it's because of COVID. (laughs) But they had, like, a whole picture set up. And like an inflatable ghost and the other Aww. people. And so we were listening to Halloween music and playing it really loudly outside. And I do have to say that it is like, because back east you have so many trees that the colors are changed because it's very autumn. And it's very different when it's just like 80 degrees in California. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Although- it was a true fall yeah, I'm looking at. The, I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, that does look Halloweeny. Although there was the feel of it because it it did get a little cooler this week, so you you do kind of get the the feeling of Halloweeny and stuff. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's a whole different thing. Yeah, and while I was riding my bike, um, wearing a hot dog, I rode by a samurai on a motorcycle, <laughs> and I saw a dog dressed as a lobster and. Oh, that's a cute costume. Did Mac get in his Halloween costume? No, but Tommy is uh, a Tommy has a, a contest to go to tonight. His hollow, <gasps> his pack walk is a hollow walk. But I've seen some of the costumes of the other dogs that are going, and they're like, I had this bright idea to make him yesterday morning. I was like, we should. It's like you get Halloween costume ideas too late. I was mm-hmm. like, you would be a great. It would be cool to do Sharknado because he already has his pajamas that have sharks all over them. And I was like, we could get fake spider webs and turn that into a tornado and put shark figurines all in it. 
I, I just thought, I wish I had thought of this a month ago, you know? Yeah. yeah. I bought a bunch of fake, because today's November 1st, so the spider ribs are gone and the fake snow is in. I couldn't find any sharks, so I just got some, like, farm animals and shit. And we're just going to put, he's got an orange sweater, so we're just going to make him a pumpkin. Oh, oh. I want to see pictures. Oh, I do, oh, Tommy. too. And I want him to, I was like, he would be a really good Velma from Scooby-Doo, but... I can't imagine he would wear a wig. Yeah. Well, remember the Sharknado for next year. I know. Yeah. I'm I'm already work work working on that tornado. I always know like the the costume if I ever decided like oh I'm gonna do Halloween in my back pocket my costume is always animal from the Muppets. Mm, with the chains and the hair and mm-hmm. the, like the cut off corduroys well, and stuff i don't know if you could see it these are two of his competitions oh so cute oh. i know but like i we can't beat that no so well i kind of though i do kind of wonder if you put tommy make him who is the writer hunter s burroughs you put him in his bahama shirt and you get him like one of those like hats and a, like a cigar yeah, we could make him. I gotta see if his. He could be like an islander. He could be Tommy yes. Bahama. I mean, he could just go as Tommy Bahama. Tommy Bahama. Exactly. I wish he had some khaki shorts. It would be funny if my brother had his like little Cuban hat because my brother does have a freakishly small head, yeah. so that I hat might fit. <laughs> um. So yeah, my first good reheatable is Halloween. Excellent. Mm-hmm. But my second is hot chocolate with marshmallows. Oh, that looks delicious. And I was wondering, is it really hot chocolate? Oh, mm. what did you think is poop? No. Oh, I thought there <laughs> might be blood involved. Oh, oh. Um, you know, a red velvet type. But <laughs> I'm not sure what was happening during this, but I wrote the brick house montage, and I know that brick house was playing. Yes. yes. Were they just torturing people during that? I don't remember, but I really liked it. Yeah, me too. Well, look yeah. out for that if you watch it. I think there was torture going on. I think it was a very juxtaposition type situation. Yeah, it might have been. Uh, and then I wrote, when Captain Spaulding thinks nice and hard, and like they ask him something, he was like, let me think nice and hard about that. <laughs> yeah. Um... Like when Omar from The Wire goes, I'll be pondering on that. <laughs> uh, I think I, that's it for mine. Yeah, I think that's it for mine. Erin, positive reheatables? Um, I just have the two. So I love how much fun... Rob Zombie and everybody making this had to have on this. Had to. You know, because he was just, he's always loved horror movies and horror movies from the 70s and getting a chance to do this. And you can just tell, it's not my cup of tea, but I do enjoy when you're watching something that somebody, like, they get to do this and they're just throwing it, everything at the wall and just going all out and having fun. I was just like, I I do tip my cat to that and then my other one is oh, i guess i have a couple of them um who is it albert what's his name albert fisk fisk fish yeah albert fish and ed gein 
how they start like those are real and yeah every time i yeah, think of, that's right of ed gein i think of a nipple belt and oh god because yeah. <laughs> i wondered if they were real okay no that's real and i just it's just interesting how you know they it's like oh we're having this and this this family but you're like they real bizarre shit has happened which brings me to my next reheatable that originally was a bad reheatable but i'm putting in the good reheatables and that is like the 70s were wild oh my could, god yeah the wild wild yes. yes the clothing the oh my god the yes. murdering yeah <laughs> Yeah, the murdering. Everything about the 70s. The murdering and just like with kids, like just go off. And if you're back, you're back. Yeah, and I, the only way, if you're having a, if you're on a, like a cross country trip, even in 2003, we just had to wait for you to call us. We had no way of. I had a cell phone. Or, I did have a cell phone in 2003. Oh, okay. It was on Singular. <laughs> yeah, I had Singular. I yeah. was terrible service. Yeah. Yes. I mean, everybody we, did. There was no service to it. But, like, I had a cell phone. Like, you gave me a cell phone when I was, like, a junior in high school. And it just sat in my the front pocket of my backpack. Because I was... Oh because well, that was... Our dad was, like, one of the first that got the the van phone. Then the mobile, like you had, it was like a whole like satellite system thing that you would like plug into the, what, the, what, the cigarette lighter, the cigarette lighter. Yeah. And you had this whole like antenna that came out. It was a real receiver on it. Yeah. It had a real, it was like a real like phone. Yeah. I felt like I was in the field doing mission operations. So yeah. We were just like this for emergencies. Yeah. I have a lot of things for emergencies. Yeah. Remember the um, the walkie-talkie cell phones? Adam finally had to put a, a stop to I it. I didn't have it, that. I was already in oh, California. No, I, I didn't have the walkie-talkie cell phone. Your father would just go, where are you at? What you doing? At, at any time, <laughs> night or day, and he finally had to go, we can't do this walkie-talkie thing anymore. Yeah, but there's a reason for that. Like, yeah. he's a young black man. In Virginia. That's true. Well, the reason Poppy liked that is it was the only thing that worked um, mm. through and during 9-11. That was the only way to get through to anybody was the walkie-talkie part of the cell phone. Ah, yes. And where we lived. We lived at, at the bottom of a, a ravine, so there was spotty. Yeah, it's still spotty down here. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. My positives were Sid Haig. Yeah. Yes. In the uh, in Spider Baby, I felt like he might have overacted a bit, but I felt like he was right in his element with this. I wondered why well, he wasn't he, a bigger this, deal. This made him come back into acting. He had like retired from acting, and I listened to a podcast, and they were talking about like he was getting so over acting because he always got cast as the same like villain mm-hmm. and like an angry person, like in this. Um, 80s and 90s and stuff and so he had retired from acting and this brought him out of it and people go to like horror movie conventions and Mm -hmm. this is what they know him from like he's a big oh good well he's no longer with us oh well yeah he died last year but 
Yes. I felt like he was really comfortable in this film, really comfortable in his role in this film, and uh, he was very grounding to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved two T-shirts. One T-shirt he wore that said, if I wanted to listen to an asshole, I'd fart. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Uh, I have friends who make T-shirts. I might have to have one made. <laughs> and the other one was uh, somebody in the house. I think the long-haired dude. No, it was somebody else in the house had on a cheap-ass Halloween costume. It was tiny. Yeah. It was a tiny. And he was, like, in the basement eating, grossly eating cereal from a bowl. Slurping yeah, that was bowl. And he had the cheap-ass Halloween. This is yeah. my cheap-ass Halloween costume shirt. Um, Walter Goggins' flat hair, because he always has poofy hair now. That was the first yeah. time I saw him with flat hair. It was also the first time I saw that hairline for him. Yes. I yes. was like, that's an early hairline. Hmm. Now, story about the dolls. You know, the dolls that she tacked up mm-hmm. on, on the porch? Aaron had a doll. I knew it. I knew you were going to bring up Captain Bush. I knew it. I don't know if I've talked about Captain Bush on this podcast before or not. Go ahead. Erin uh, was not one to play with dolls. She didn't care about dolls. I handmade her a doll, and I think, you know, it ended up in the garbage at one point. But um, Captain Bush was a regular baby doll with, you know, the plastic head and the cloth body with the plastic arms and legs. She stripped him. His name was Captain Bush. And we had a downstairs bathroom with a vanity, and she, and Captain Bush lived in the bottom of that vanity. She would get Captain Bush out about once every six months, beat the hell out of him. <laughs> oh, beat the shit out of I Captain. Mean, she like, would punch and throw, throw, and, and and like beat him against the the wall and stuff. Yes. Yeah, and then take him. Open that cabinet, throw him into the back of it, oh shut the door, God. and we wouldn't see her do that again for about six months. Yep. Yeah. Now that was just freaky. It was freaky and weird, but I think kind of healthy. I mean, it's one of those things where I look back and I'm like, that was really weird that you did that, but... Like I understood why I did it. Yeah, did it to Captain Bush instead of to Adam. Yeah, Yeah. and and I was like, oh, I don't. It just made sense. Like it's one of those weird things where it's like, yeah, that's like I don't know what I don't know what you would think like being a parent and seeing this. And when I think back on it, I'm like, that was like like I've gone through all of this. Like in my forty years, I've gone through all of the like, what the what. And now I'm to the thing where I am very grateful that I did it. It served a purpose. And it's that thing where like you have to get emotions out and people hang on to people hang on to shit a lot. And a lot of the the problems that we have in the world and that like people have is that shit happens and they keep it in and they don't let it go out. It's why like I don't like that I cry so easily. I don't like the goodbyes are so hard for me. But I get that shit out, and I'm able to yeah, to move on and, and go on with it. And yeah, I would beat the shit out of Captain Bush, and I would be done, <laughs> and I would be completely fine with it. I think you named it Captain Bush, and the anger 
with the name came from me trying to get medical appointments for you guys at DeWitt Army Hospital. And so I'd always have to say Captain Bush and and I would be on hold or I'd have to keep hitting redial or it was so frustrating to get medical appointments. So you probably <laughs> how mad you get being. <laughs> associated Captain Bush with Mob being mad. So mm-hmm. okay. Well I'm not I'm not dealing with that. We're I'm gonna just beat the, the hell out of Captain they, Bush and throw him back in the cabinet. I don't know. There's so much that we don't know about the human experience. And you'll hear about kids and they say, like, that was the time that I died in the fire. And like who mm-hmm. knows if reincarnation is a thing or not and what what we get but there's kind of starting to to study it and seeing and and the thing with like the human genome of how and it was in cast of how like trauma gets like passed down and stuff and and works it out and maybe captain bush was me just being like yeah people beat the shit out of relative my descendants and my people i got a lot of anger right now let me beat Captain the Bush shit. Captain Bush was white. Uh, yeah, Captain Bush was a bald <laughs> white baby, and I beat the shit out of that white baby. <laughs> so I, I don't okay. know, but it it lasted, well, and it and like it, I remember like doing it and throwing it back in and being and like yeah, that was like the most normal thing. And I don't remember what happened to Captain Bush after Berwick Court. I don't. I think Captain Bush just served its purpose, and I was just done with Captain Bush. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, well, speaking of creepy baby dolls and cutting your heads off, I just sent Erin a picture, as you probably saw it on my Instagram. But yes. one year, my mom let me be a demented veterinarian for Halloween. Oh wow! And she let me cut the heads off a bunch of stuffed dog animals, <laughs> and color blood on their necks oh my god i know yeah like we are lucky i did not end up a serial killer myself (laughs) well that's i was just glad no no school psychologists ever knew about captain yeah right (laughs) i'd be be quite different (laughs) you would have been taken away Okay. Yeah, but what's the makeup? Your your face makeup. It's like you're wearing black. I'm 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 de- send it to I'm me de- too. I'm demented. Oh, uh, that's my idea of being. Are you wearing was- earrings? Am I wearing earrings? Yeah, probably candy corn or something. <laughs> yeah, it looks like I'm wearing candy corn earrings. It was Halloween. <laughs> you guys, oh in this that's really freaky. <laughs> that's very demented. Oh my god! Oh. I, I think I had those Nikes. Nike. We're scared I of you. Know. Wow! Wow! Beheaded no. animals and shit. I know. And you I know a... what? I give Rita. I give Rita props on this. Well, she said it was my idea, and she didn't want to. She said that she quote never quelched my creativity. <laughs> Bravo, mom. Artist got to fly. Artist got to fly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Uh, we are to quotables. Mine were the t shirts. I have three. I have. Listen, you Malibu middle class Barbie piece of shit. 
I like that. Um, oh, and Baby, I don't know who she's talking to. And she said, who's my favorite movie star? And Liz answered Marilyn Monroe. And she said, hmm, no, Betty Davis, sorry, you lose, and cuts his scalp off. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Ouch. It's yeah. tough, because I wouldn't have gone Betty Davis. I wouldn't, like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, somebody was bit, said I was bit by a cocker spaniel when I was eight years old. Walton Goggins. Walter yes. <laughs> um, and then the boogeyman is real, and you found him. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. I have. Yeah. My name is Louis Dover, and I ain't no rich man, but I know the truth. You don't have to go to hell. You in hell. This is mm. hell. True. I was like, ooh, damn. Um, and then I have, look around. Would I be surprised? <laughs> I like what, what Captain yeah. Balding said that. That was good. <laughs> yes, yes. Because he's in with all of this like weird, odd stuff. And he's like, would I be surprised? And then this one is just super timely. Put your fucking mask back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard... Uh, or saw something on Facebook. The one time Republicans will wear a mask is Halloween. Okay, MVP, LVP. My LVP is the genre, but I have to say, I wasn't, it it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't scary to me, and it wasn't, uh, disgusting or anything. It was just interesting to see it, and I, I like don't have to be afraid of. If this is a scary movie, I don't have to be afraid of scary movies. Yeah, I heard a. Um, I listened to some people there like talking about like this isn't. It's not actually scary. Yeah, there's no moment where you're like, oh my god, what's gonna happen next? Right, more suspense, than and you yet. don't care about. They never let you actually care about the four main characters exactly. Exactly. It's about this, like, family. Yeah. Yeah. The, I read somewhere it's a family. It's really a family movie. Movie yeah. about a family. Mm-hmm. My LVP was The Girlfriends. Oh, yeah. They were just good. so, such sticks in the mud. And also, really, the girl who was like, get off him, you whore. Yeah. Like, you're mm-hmm. at a show. Read this room. Read, read the yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> My LVP was Jerry. I just yeah, he yeah, was a little, he was a little he bit. Just, just and you and you just, I've just run into so many Jerry's in my life yeah. that I'm just I'm over you, my guy. But I will say, like I had the same thing with you, Ma, about horror movies, and I've because they're not my cup of tea, and I always thought because I was scared, but I think that it's more. I get more scared by like real like the reason that people watch horror movies for that jolt of is like why I watch probably like true crime stuff. Yeah. For that like oh and I was thinking of a movie and I forgot to look it up. Remember that Denzel Washington movie where it was Denzel Washington and John Goodman and they kept seeing time is on my side and it was like a devil <laughs> like the devil would um infect different people. <coughs> I remember like that movie, seeing it in a theater, and that movie like freaked me out. And so I think I'm more of the 
the supernatural like there's a show on cbs called evil that like freaks me out like i'm more of like when you get into like with devil shit like that because i don't want any part i don't want any part of that brought into my life like that supernatural stuff right and and this you know it's made up it's a family and i'm like but like the real stuff is like so much scarier like the fucking golden state killer it could happen but you're not gonna stop at the roadside thing yeah right yeah like there's no there's no way that i would when we were going cross country that i would have been like yeah let's stop in this weird roadside thing like that's not the alligator boy yeah no no, i'm good no no, Mm -mm. no What did the green book say? I don't believe that we can stop here. So <laughs> moving on. Okay. Uh, I have the, my runner up has already been mentioned. Walter Goggins, when he was freaking out with the dog, because he said, no, I was bit by a cocker spaniel when I was little. <laughs> but my MVP and, is the oh, soundtrack. Oh, that was, yeah, that was good. Oh, yeah, I like that. I do like that. Um, that that like rockabilly kind of because it, yeah. it's very blues based, and you know you can kind of dance to it and that. Like I do, I do like that kind of music, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hmm, interesting. Maybe I like White Zombie. Who knows? Yeah, mine was the wardrobe department. Mm. Oh. You mentioned two T-shirts. But there was also like, a, I mean, there was also a T-shirt that Captain Spaulding is wearing that said "Pigs is beautiful," <laughs> and it was a pig wearing a police hat and a badge. Yeah, and More then that. think Doctor Satan. Oh, the guy with the long hair, Otis. Otis. Yeah, he was wearing this like cut-off T-shirt that just said "Burn the flag," and it was an American flag. That's right. And I kept, I was obsessed with that. And I kept looking to see if it had more writing beneath it. And no, it just said, burn this flag. And it was an American flag. Yeah. And then just tiny in the cheap ass Halloween costume t-shirt. I just thought the wardrobe department did a fantastic job. Yeah, I agree. Because they definitely, I mean, they definitely caught the 70s vibe. Yeah, baby's outfit. Yes. Very 70s vibe. The, cut, the cutoffs and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and uh, what's his face is Jack, Bill's jacket. The, yeah. With, like, mm-hmm. the sheepskin. Also, it reminds me when he said, like, burn this flag. And then I think later he has a, a hat with the Confederate flag on it. So I was like, oh, okay. It was Texas. Oh, he's gone all in. Okay, recasting. I only recast Captain Spaulding. Okay. Wow. Uh, my Captain Spaulding is Danny McBride. Okay, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I could see that. I didn't. I almost didn't have a recasting. And five minutes before we started, I scribbled one down. Okay. It was. It wasn't an easy recast type thing situation it wasn't initially when i saw otis i was like ted nugent because he could just he just is otis to me like when when i when otis popped up i was just like is that ted nugent just being ted nugent 
But no, then I went because I wrote that when I my notes when I was watching it. But then I went a completely different direction, and so I was like, okay, so just this was almost off the dome. For Otis, I put Richard Roundtree. For Captain Spaulding, I put Clarence Williams. Okay. For Ma, I put Pam Greer. Yes. For Baby, I put Robin Givens. Okay. And for Grandpa, I put John Witherspoon. Yeah. yeah. That was that, that um, was all I read up against. Yeah, because Jerry and Bill didn't really need a recast. Yeah. Christine, did you do any recast? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my only tasty nugget I had was several of the characters in this movie were named after Marx Brothers characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found that really interesting. So I liked the homage to to the old, you know, like bringing in some old Hollywood to this. Mm-hmm. Well, just and also the humor of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have along with that. There was also Rob Zombie was. I don't know if inspired is the right word, but with by Charles Manson. And the Manson murders and the Manson family. Oh, he, the rants when they were at the kitchen mm-hmm. table and stuff. That was. He quoted the, him. Mm-hmm. And then he also, um, like the Firefly, that's his name, right? The Firefly family. Um, they're like based off of the Manson family. Um, and he was like supposed to be, I don't know if he still is, but. He was narrating a Charles Manson documentary. And after Charles Manson died, Rob Zombie said, although he wouldn't mourn him, he would miss his crazy quotes and ridiculous antics. And I think he was just like, kind of like we are with true crime, just like, and so intrigued by yeah, Charles like, Manson. And like, does, holy shit, this guy is nuts. Like, yeah, what the, like, what? Yeah. And it's that weird because yeah. people will be like, oh, you like it. It's like, no, I don't like him. I'm just like, like, look what this motherfucker is saying. Yeah, like, wow. what the fuck? Oh, my God. Yeah, I kind of get the feeling it's like Michelle McNamara with the Golden State Killer. Yeah. Like, just this unbelievable of like, what is going Like, who is this? Like, this guy exists and he is doing this and he has done right. all of this. Who is this guy? Um, I also have that distribution was really hard. Uh, they had tried it with Universal and MGM, and finally Lionsgate took it on. But um, Rob Zombie had to cut part of Baby's storyline and soften a lot of the elements. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's still <laughs> fans still hope that there will be an eventual director's cut, but it's not likely. Um, the sa- the house was the same house used in the best little whorehouse in Texas with Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. And you can see it when you do the Universal Studios tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dr. Satan might not be real. I Okay. Uh, did you read that too? Yeah, I did. Because I didn't, when I watched the movie, I didn't understand the, the two characters at the end and who the, that was supposed to be. Like, it completely went over my head. I was just like, wait, who is Dr. Satan? I know that they introduced him in the beginning, so I didn't really piece it together. It wasn't until I read, like, the synopsis and then I read, like, this thing is Dr. Satan real this morning. So go ahead. Well, 
Rob Zombie left him out of all the sequels. Like this is like there's um The Devil's Rejects and then 31 Hell. I don't know. There's a third movie. Yeah, like 3 from Hell is 3 from Hell. Yeah. So it's a trilogy. Um, and this is the only movie that has the Dr. Satan storyline. And I think because Rob Zombie then in the end thought it was stupid. Um, and so he said, I wrote down his quote. He said, I loved it. So it could be whatever. So it could be whatever. Is it real? It, it is probably just that the girl, Denise, after a long night of being tortured and watching all her friends killed, Maybe she just went cuckoo and was imagining all these crazy things. Um, you know, I thought for the film, it's just the best leave it and however people want to interpret it. So I think he kind of like hated that part of the movie, but then he was like, fuck it, we'll just leave it in and people can interpret it however they want. I always thought it was real. I but now that that happened, I'm like, oh, maybe not. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand from the moment that they get lowered down into it and then those... I didn't understand who those people were. Oh, I was like immediately, oh my God, this is Dr. Satan. And now she's underground oh. in like the catacombs. Yeah. And then you what? see this And then guy. I also wrote in here, hide in the halls. Like why all these bodies were lining the halls. Why didn't she just jump up there and hide? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> because maybe because she got kissed by a man who had the mask of her dead father on her face. Me, you know, yeah. like I, as soon as, as, like I was watching, I was like, yo, she is fucked up. Like, it's 1977. They don't know what to do with her. Like, yeah. They have not figured out the therapy needed for her to process and write down this trauma, maybe do some recircuitry sort of, like, things. Like, there's stuff that, that they're going to find out in 30 years that can help her, but she is fucked right now. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, those are my tasting notes. Well done. Um, all right, so my tasty nugget. So the how this movie came about in 1999, Rob Zombie was uh, he created a haunted maze at Universal Studios here, just down the oh. street from where I am, and the success of that basically kicked off the Halloween Horror Nights, which is big. This is all I would ever want in a haunted maze. It's very big. Like I would love to go to a haunted maze like this. Yeah, the Six Flags and Universal Studios have they. I mean, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, they weren't able to. But like Halloween time, like that's where you go to those places. Like, oh yeah. And Universal is the studio known for the monster movies, so they were kind of like, "Hey, this is our thing." So in 1999. Rob Zombie, he comes in, does a haunted maze. It was a huge success. So then he was, Universal tapped him and was like, that was so great. Can you do a haunted house for us? So he was in the office working on a haunted house. And the head of production at Universal Studios says, do you have any movie ideas? And he had this very rough idea for it and basically just pitched it by the seat of his pants, like filling in things on the spot. And the, I mean, the universal head of production guy was like, I like it or woman. I don't know who it was at the time. So he went home, wrote a 12 page treatment. Two months later after that, they were shooting. So they were shooting. So they shot this film May of 2000 from May of 2000. And they finished, I believe, right around Halloween of 2000. And that's why 
you know, they shot on Universal Backlot for a lot of stuff. And they also shot out in Valencia for other things. And what happened that Christine alluded to, so the movie was released. And when, when Rob Zombie was filming this, he would film it. All right, here's for the Universal cut. And then he would do one that was gorier. So he would have a gory thing and then he would have oh, a thing that wasn't yeah. as gory. Because he said very point blank to Universal, I'm not making a mainstream movie pick, you know? Like this is gonna this is gonna be weird. This is gonna be offbeat. I'm mm-hmm. Rob Zombie. Hello, do you know who I am? And so when they got it the head of Universal saw it and she was scared. She was like, this is going to get on NC-17. And remember when we did Midnight Cowboy, the whole thing with Mm NC-17 and all of that, it was considered box office poison, even in 2003. So they shelved it at Universal. And then Rob Zombie purchased the rights back to the film. And a lot of people told him, like, you know what? It happens in Hollywood, whatever. Like, move on. But he went to MGM, and MGM showed an interest in it. And then he made some sort of comment, they say, about Universal didn't have any morals, so they wouldn't release it. But I guess Mm. MGM does. And then allegedly MGM was like, excuse me? And so then they they shelved it. And so then um, Rob Zombie was going to put it out himself, which is extremely hard to do because you really need distribution deals because that's how movies would get into movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen now? Um, but then Lionsgate came in, and Lionsgate had been more of um, an independent... Like, they were definitely independent, but they were looking to break into different types of genres, so they wanted to get into a horror genre because horror movies, before the pandemic, like, that's actually... People like to go see horror movies. Like, they like to experience it with crowds and audiences, mm-hmm. and it's a communal event. So Lionsgate wanted to get into this. So they bought it, and they were able to distribute it, and they had to recut it, so it got an R rating. And that's why the movie that was shot in 2000 ended up getting released in April of 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that, I think that that's kind of all the, the tasty nuggets that I have for it. Um, there were people have been wanting to know if there are going to be any lost like a director's cut, but they mm-hmm. can't find any of that footage. It seems to be lost. So is wow. Rob Zombie still alive? Mm-hmm. He's, mm-hmm. he's a director. He like in 2019, the third part of the trilogy came out. It and, got terrible reviews. Yeah. But this did too, right? I mean, this is for mm-hmm. horror people, and usually reviewers yeah. are not horror people. So people tend to like the Devil's Rejects the most out of the trilogy. Okay. All right. Well, that could, that could be a future teeny pick. Mm-hmm. It could be because next week we are going the complete opposite. Oh. Mm-hmm. Where are we going? We are going to a nineteen thirty. Wow. Madcap comedy. 1938 Madcap comedy. Bringing a baby? Wow. (laughs) How did you get that? How the hell did you get that? Are you kidding me? He's been wanting to do bringing up baby for a long time. (laughs) It's an hour and 42 minutes. You're welcome. Okay. 
Oh man, we're getting to we're getting you know, Catherine. I gotta work on my Catherine. Catherine and Carrie Grant. I can't believe we're doing bringing up baby. That was hilarious. We're doing well. We we had baby in this film. We're having baby in the next film. Ah. Um, yeah, uh, Howard ha Howard Hawks. Um, thing about a paleontologist and a missing dinosaur bone. Oh. But I, there's something else in there that I think you're going to like, Christine. Oh, Because I'm like, if if I remember, I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I think Christine's going to like Baby. I think Christine is going to like Baby. I may have just ordered a sweatshirt in a baby print. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe Baby. it'll be in and I can wear it next week. That would be perfect. That will be. I can't believe that I pulled that out of my butt. I can't. Because you've talked about it a lot. And you know your you know your old movies, so and you know your mother. <laughs> I I do. I just know that I liked I I I think I saw it in film school. And I was just like, oh, this was just charming. And I haven't seen it all the way through. I've only seen bits of it on, you know, Turner Classic Movies and such. Interesting. All right, man. Because I was, okay. I wondered if you were gonna go holly, uh, holiday. I almost did. Because I almost we're... did first holiday, and then, which is 1930, and then there was a remake in 1938. Oh. So I almost did that, but then I saw bringing a baby, and I felt like I just needed some. I did look for old romantic comedies. Yeah, you wanted some comfort. Yeah, I. I, like, I who am, knows what this week is going to bring? Exactly. God damn. Yes. Speaking of which, please, if if anybody is listening to us, Aaron will put this up today, probably. Yeah. And then we have Monday and Tuesday that you can go out there and, and have your voice heard. Please vote. It's in, it's important. Like It's not only in, in Los Angeles County. We're voting for the district attorney. And, yes. you know, based on the Breonna Taylor case, that the district attorney is a very, very important position. And that's something that's on the ballot. And that's something that you do your research on and you get to vote on. You get to vote on things that affect you. I last night, oh my gosh, I wanted to bring this up. Thank you for reminding me. So last night I watched on Netflix, David Letterman, this guest deserves no introduction, whatever his mm. show is. The Dave Chappelle episode. I cannot recommend that highly enough. Do you know about the history of Yellow Springs, Ohio, Ma? Because you're from, you're born and raised in Blue Ash, Ohio. I don't know anything about Yellow Springs. Watch it. I Because the whole, I would not know anything about this place in Ohio, this town where my mother is from. I mean, this town, the state where my mother is from. And it, it, I, it's unbelievable. And that's the kind of thing that they don't teach in schools. And there's a reason why they don't teach it in schools. But now somebody like Dave Chappelle, 
who the whole reason that he is on this show with David Letterman and living where he lived is because he was out in Hollywood making a show and walked away from millions of dollars. And everybody wants to know, like, why did you do that? And everybody's interested in his insights and he's a human being and he's working things out on the fly and some things aren't going to go over as well as other things, but he's learning and all of that. And it is a fantastic interview. And I learned a lot about this town. I had knew nothing that this, a town like this existed in Ohio. Um, and this is why, and he makes the point and he explains why his father lived there and that's where he would go because he was from DC and so he would spend the time holidays and stuff with his father. And this is why like voting matters. And if you can make change locally where you are, you can make a nice little corner of the world if you get involved in your community and you make your community be what you want the world to be. It can be oh, very Antioch colleges. Yes. It, Which is a very liberal college. It's a very liberal, it's a super liberal place. And they're about that Black Lives Matter and that whole thing. And it's just very interesting because of how they went going about it. And especially for the story that he tells about where they go and spend the 4th of July watching fireworks. It's great and it's beautiful. And like if you, where you live, if you can just change where you live and make that be the kind of place where you want to live, it will grow out because it's, it's, you can look into a void and think like nothing's ever going to change. Nothing's ever, but you can do it locally. Like just start small, just start within your house. It's in the the Dayton, Dayton metropolis area. So that's really close to, to where I grew up. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, he he talks about it. I can't recommend it highly enough. I will be watching it later. So fascinating. And you're just like, wow. And and that explains, like, that's why voting matters. Yes, like the election and all of that. But it's really about your community. You have the opportunity. And if you don't see what you want to see, there's nothing saying that you can't be the person to jump up and be a leader and, and say, you know what? I don't like the way the school board is doing this. What if we do this? Do it. Like go locally and and be the change that you want to see in the world. Right. Okay. Just vote. Even even if you're going to vote opposite of what I would want you to vote, get out there and do it. Do your do your It's your right. Uh, as yeah, right now you still have it. <laughs> Okay, well, we hope you enjoy. Wow, we went deep into some shit this week, didn't we? Ah, I feel so much better. Um, We hope you enjoyed this week of House of a Thousand Corpses. And I actually watched it to the end. My favorite kind of house. I was like, I, I was like, huh? This is Teeny's favorite, one of her favorite movies. <laughs> did oh. Adam know this before? Okay. Okay. Wait, wait. Uh, I did have one last question. I meant to ask: Did you? How old were you when you saw this film? I mean, I saw it when it came out. So you. So. You were a teenager, right? Yeah, at sixteen. Oh, okay. 16. Were you into Rob Zombie? I mean, White Zombie? Like that? Not necessarily. Okay. I mean, I liked the little Miller, Marilyn Manson here and there. But I mean, I dabbled, but. Mm-hmm. 
I, I could tell by the black lipstick and the. I just like murder. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just like murder. She does, but not um like really close. I don't people. like doing it. Yeah, I don't yeah, do it myself. Go. I don't dabble in it myself, but. It's but she more... does like the investigation of it and yeah. such. Yeah, and that like somebody could just like who does it? Like I don't have that in me of like I'm just gonna murder somebody. No, like, yeah. Who does that? And the more you watch of it, the more you know how to get out of these situations. And to see That's the white, true. the red flags. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't stop at the roadside stand. Nope. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. We hope you enjoyed this. Gone with the bushes. See you next week for bringing up baby. Bye.